where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by the Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. Joe Vitale joins us as he does every Friday on Character Smallman and Danny Mack. He's on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Blues fall last night to the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then they have a noon game tomorrow. And I'm, uh, I guess the Blues probably will have this day off. My question is, Joe, because you have this cool schedule. You're thinking, oh, awesome, December, we're going to Florida. Everybody in St. Louis is going to be freezing, and we're going to have this great time down in Florida because we're going to be able to go outside and walk the streets, and it's going to be 80 degrees, and it's 70 in St. Louis. So does that piss you off a little bit? <laughs> You know what? It, this may make me selfish, but it does. It, it angers me a little bit. It does. It angers me. It makes me mad. I look at the schedule every year when the schedule comes out. I look for a couple things, Randy. You know this. Where are we before Christmas? Am I home for Halloween? And when do we make our Florida swing? You always want to make it December, January, ideally February. Those three months when it's going to be really cold in St. Louis. We can kind of get a break from the freezing cold in St. Louis and get down to Florida, get some sun and some vitamin D. And, and here we are in Florida. It's probably just as nice in St. Louis, so it is a bit of a bust. Well, Joey, as long as we're airing things out that make us mad, I am really upset that every time I open my email, it seems like another Blues player is going on a COVID list or somebody's injured. I really want to get a sense of what this team is going to be like at full strength, and we can't get it. Yeah, just stop looking at your email. That's what I started doing. You know, it's funny. I was, I was going to the rink the other day. You know, the, the, the schedule can get so compressed. And I'm going down the rink a few days ago, and, and I literally had to stop. I'm like, who the heck are we playing tonight? I have no <laughs> idea who the Blues are playing. And I shouldn't admit that because I'm the broadcaster. But I guess I, I, told myself, I guess I'll find out at warm-up time because I was kind of exhausted from, from kind of updating and looking and seeing emails and injuries and COVID buildup. But, uh, yeah, no, listen, it was, it, was, it was a really crazy day yesterday. We get down to the rink in the morning. Everything looks good. Everyone seems to be okay. Uh, I literally see Jordan Bennington walking the opposite direction uh, as I'm walking into the rink. He's walking out of the rink. We had a, we said a high. He didn't really get into it. He seemed like he was doing well, but he just kept walking the other way. I thought, hmm, that's kind of strange. And then, of course, we find out the news yesterday morning that Jordan Bennington's in COVID protocol. Um, so they call, you know, all the, all the e-bug gets called out from, from here in Tampa, and then they're working on getting another goaltender. It was just kind of chaos in, in the morning. And then game time comes, and then everything seems to be moving in a good direction. And all of a sudden, Justin Falkson out there for warm-ups. And we're looking at our sheets. Curbs and I are looking at our sheets up top. Like, what the heck's going on here? Uh, uh, Jake Wallman was out as well. So, literally, the, the Blues looked like they were just down a man. And I know Jake Wallman was healthy because I saw him in the afternoon outside the hotel. We were kind of by poolside, just kind of chit-chatting. So, he was fine and healthy, but he didn't take warm-ups. And then Justin Falk sat out there. Long story short, uh, Justin Falk was uh, suited up. 
He was ready to go off for warm-ups, and they literally yanked him right before he went down the tunnel for warm-ups and said, hey, you got to test again because this may have come back uh, as a positive. So he has to go back positive. Oh, uh, he, tests, he tests again, sitting in the locker room. He's half-dressed. He's waiting around, waiting around. All of a sudden, they tell him, yes, you're COVID positive. Um, so at the end of the day, just a, a pretty crazy, chaotic day. The good news now, the good news for Blues fans, and Michelle, uh, maybe, maybe this is, this is a brighten up your day. Okay. I, I want, and again, I'm not a scientist, but I, I think that the, the Blues are pretty close to having herd immunity at this point. I mean, <laughs> right. we, we, were, we were talking about it yesterday. Uh, it was so funny Justin Falls tested positive because we were talking about it yesterday after Bennington got it. We were kind of going through the numbers. Who has not gotten it yet? It was Justin Falk, and believe it or not, all the Russians. I don't know what the Russians are eating or what they're drinking, but the Russians have not gotten COVID, and Justin Falk had not gotten up to that point. Of course, Justin Falk tested positive yesterday. So I think at this point, we're looking at just the Russians who have not gotten it. And from what I understand, not one player has gotten it twice. So uh, if you're looking at that, it's a positive, not to mention if Jordan Bennington ends up playing for Team Canada at the Olympics, it's good he's got it now compared to in February. Joe Vitale with us on 101 ESPN. I got to tell you this one quick. I Back in the day, the Blues used to start their games at the arena at 8 o'clock. And one night I was taking tickets. I was an usher. And Bob Costas used to fill in on play-by-play when Dan Kelly would go up and do games in Canada. And at about 7.30, Costas walks in. And I say, hey, Bob. And he said, hey, who are we playing tonight? And I said, Winnipeg. <laughs> and he said, okay, good. And I don't think he was kidding. I don't think he knew at 7.30 that the Blues were playing Winnipeg at 8 o'clock. But then they, they would air the broadcast throughout the building, and he didn't miss a beat. That's, that's the way he was. But I, I honestly believe that he walked in not knowing who the Blues were playing that night. Now, I, I wish I wish Randy I could say I did not miss a beat that night like Bob Costas, but I missed a couple beats. I mean, I was beatless. You know, let's just say that uh, I was a little underprepared for that one. I, I don't think I'm quite in my career where I could just show up for a game and call it like, quite like Bob Costas. You know who else was, um, I say it was, so many, so many broadcasters were like that. Jack Buck apparently mm-hmm. was like that. He could just show up and just give me the numbers. And, and so Ken Wilson, Ken Wilson, uh, I love listening to Ken Wilson, you know, and it's funny, you learn a little bit about Ken Wilson. He would, he would ask for the numbers and ask for the lineup, and he would talk for three straight hours, and he would not say, uh, or um, not once. Like, it would just be so clean and so crisp across the board. So those guys were uh, in a completely different level. No, me, I need to, I need to prepare a little bit. I, I need to have my notes. I need to get uh, things in line and organize my thoughts because I literally go from uh, a chaotic family life all day long, raising five kids with my right, wife, and I'm exhausted by 8 o'clock. It's bedtime for me on most <laughs> nights, and I got to show up to the rink and call a hockey game and be on top of my game. So, no, I got to be more prepared. Joey, I got a question for you about the guys that get COVID and you're on the road. Where do they go? What do they do? Are there uh, hotels specific that the league has set aside in these cities, or do they stay back in their hotel? What, what, what happens yeah. with these guys? We're a COVID-friendly hotel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's funny. Everyone's a little bit different, right? So, so Biddington's mom is actually from Florida. So we actually saw her coming into the hotel a couple nights ago. She was there. She welcomed Jordan. She said hi to some of the broadcasters. So I would imagine, I don't know this officially, but I would imagine he probably spent the night at his mom's place before they eventually are going to have to ship him home. But what they're going to have to do to all these players that have it, they, they do find private jets. I know, tough life, right? They find private jets, and they're going to bring them back, uh, much like they did with Brandon Saad in Colorado. I think Tory Krug was coming from California. So they get them on private because obviously they can't fly commercial because they have COVID. So they got to figure out a way to get them back home. 
Now, where it becomes kind of funny and tricky is what happens if, like, one of the team service guys or one of the broadcasts is like me. What if we get COVID? I'll tell you right now, they're not bringing in a private jet to get the radio guy back to St. Louis. Um, we're going to end up, have to end up either figuring out a way to get home, either hitchhiking or get rented in the car, or, or we have to stay here in quarantine technically for 10 days. Now, what's really interesting, too, is they're making the entire staff at this point test daily. You know, that, that's something they have not done all year. But because things are kind of amped up with this team with COVID, uh, so yesterday we, I had a test. Everyone has to test daily. And today we have to go to the rink. It's a beautiful day in Fort Lauderdale. I would love nothing more than sit by the poolside and collect my, collect my life for a quick hot minute. But we have to go down to the rink and, believe it or not, and test. So we have to test today, test tomorrow, and test every day on this road trip to make sure everyone is clean and, and, and everyone's okay before we obviously hop back on that plane. So it's different for every player and, and every person involved. But right now, the players are getting shipped out of here in private jets to get back home where they can kind of get comfortable and kind of find their rhythm at home so they don't have to be stuck on the road. Any theories as to why we've had so many cases in the NHL? You know, it, it's funny. I think right now, I think the, the rules got loosened up quite a bit. I think and when that happened, I think the players got kind of excited about that. I, I also think it's, it's kind of the holiday season. I think lately, too, I think you have to look at the holiday of Thanksgiving, Dan. Um, you know, it, it's hard. These players, they want to get back to normal. They want to live their lives. And I think a lot of them got together for Thanksgiving. Heck, I got together with my family for Thanksgiving because, you know, it's kind of that uh, – I talk to a lot of players. The way they look at it, it, it it's common sense, really. Uh, like, like they said, listen, we got vaccinated. Some of them got their boosters. Uh, we've done everything we can at this point. We have to start trying to figure out a way to kind of enjoy our life and live our lives. So getting together for Thanksgiving, you know, getting together with families. I think people are – players are starting to do that more and more. And so right around this holiday season, especially up northeast, where it's starting to get colder, the doors start shutting, the windows start shutting, everyone starts to kind of congregate inside. I think it's just, it was kind of inevitable. But I do think the league is, has really made um, a big stance on this. I mean, the, the NHL has reached out to our team, I think every team right now, and has now had new protocols moving forward, at least for the next 10 days, about what players can and cannot do. I think they reported to the players that they do not want them leaving the hotel. Uh, you know, so that's going to be a difficult mm-hmm. thing. I think it's things like wearing masks everywhere. I mean, yesterday after Bennington tested positive, everyone was wearing a mask in the hallway. Coaches, trainers, everyone. They, they made a strict rule. It was kind of getting loose there for a while. But now that things are kind of amped up here a little bit, I think this league, the league has really certainly – they're trying to they're trying to control this thing. Keep in mind, the, the, the kind of thing out in the horizon that the league is also keeping an eye on, these players are too, is the Olympics. I think, I think everyone wants these players to go to the Olympics – and they're trying to do everything they can right now to make sure that, that can happen. So they're trying to really kind of pull back here a little bit and try to make sure everyone's being responsible because the last thing I think a lot of fans and, and players would, would hate to see would be if something gets so bad where they end up just having to gas the Olympics for these hockey players, which would just be kind of devastating for a lot of people. Hey, Joe, one last thing. You as hockey players are so routine-oriented, and I know you practice at 10.30 in the morning or skate at 11.30 in the morning, but what's it like for a player to have to play a noon game St. Louis time tomorrow? Oh, I, I loved it. I think most players love it. You know, I mean, most players, they're kind of exhausted by the morning skates this time of the year. I mean, it's been a grind. It's been a lot of games. And to show up to the rink, especially in Florida, we're about 35 minutes away from the rink. We stay down here in Fort Lauderdale. The rink's about 35 minutes away, Randy. So to get up, go to a morning skate, come back, I mean, that's an hour in the road before you even get ready for your pregame nap. So that's a lot. Players love just waking up, getting to the rink, old school, like squirt hockey. Get to the rink, play the game, 
And then, and then the best part is you get on a flight and you're home by dinner time, which is even even better. So I think players love it. You know, this this whole morning skate thing, I was never a big fan of it. I hated the 7 o'clock game because then that's, that then the coach gave a, a reason to get a morning skate in, which was all really brought on, if you know this or not. Scotty Bowman was one of the first ones to bring in a morning skate mm-hmm. because essentially he wanted everyone to sweat out the booze because these players back in the 80s and 90s, they were just getting after it every single night. And he's like, man, we got to get this boost, you know, sweat it out of these players before game time. So we had them come to the rink in the morning and, and get a workout in and skate. And that's why it kind of started. Now you don't need to do that anymore. I mean, these players are these players are on a whole different level. I mean, yeah, the guys have their fun here and there, but it's not every night where the guys are reeking of, you know, a bourbon, a bourbon and vodka. So it's like one of those things where I think a lot of players would rather just kind of get their rest and come to the rink and kind of just get into that rhythm of just getting out there playing the game, getting home, seeing their families at night before it's like midnight because that's the other thing, the sleep routine. It just gets so out of whack with these players. But it's nice for tomorrow, a noon game, as you mentioned, home by dinner time, uh, get a good night rest and a reset, as then the Blues have a couple days off before they have a nice homestand. Joe Vitale, always great to hear your voice. Thanks so much, and we'll see you back in town next week. You three have a great weekend as well. Always a pleasure. We'll talk to you next week.